Part 10 of Manchester Poetry, edited by James Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Samuel Bamford Lines on the Death of Lord Byron Hymn to Spring God Help the Poor The Pass of Death Ode to Death The Wind Unbound Lines Occasioned by the Death of Lord Byron I saw the sun go down, and in that darkening time, from earth to sky uprose the cry of many a tongue and climb. By Valtos, where Botsaris fell, the mailed freeman stood and cried, until his fount of tears was dried, and Britain too could tell how she had gloried in his day, how mourned when he had passed away. And as I looked again, behold, a fearful sight advance, for up there came the cold, cold moon that dreamed not of a night so soon. I marked her placid glance, serenely still she kept her sky, her head unveiled and proudly high, betrayed a mien that might not move, at death or agony or love. And curled around her crested horn I saw a snake of fire, Which uttered words of bitter scorn. Interminable ire Dwelt on the tongue of that strange thing, That round and round the moon did cling. Of broken vows, of pride that's bled, The creeping reptile ever spoke, Anon it tossed its scaly head That flashed as if the lightning broke. When cruel thoughts and passions woke, It nursed the flame and kept it burning, To love, to duty, no returning was ever known. No sigh, no tear, hath strayed from that unmelting sphere. The present race of men shall die Before another sun arise so bright or soar so high, As, lost one, thou hast done, the priest is laughing neath his robe, the tyrant on his throne, in hollow phrase they dole forth praise. Far better let alone that voice which, should as e'er be free, vouchsafes but guarded words for thee, whilst bigotry and power do stand in dark conjunction o'er the land. Hymn to Spring Thou bringer of new life, welcome thou hither, Though with thee comes the strife of changeful weather. Oh, young and coldly fair, Come with thy storm-blown hair, Downcasting snow-pearls fair for earth to gather. Approachest thou in shower, Mist hath enrolled thee, Till, changed by viewless power, Bright we behold thee, Whilst chilling gales do fly, Thou wanderest meekly by green home And mountain high, Till shades enfold thee. By dusky woodland side, Silent thou rovest, Where lonely rindles glide, Unheard thou movest. Wide strewing buds and flowers, By fields and dells and bowers, Mid winds and sunny showers, Bounteous thy provest. Though ever changeful, still, ever bestowing, The earth receives her fill of thy good sowing, And lo, 
a spangled sheen of herbs and flowers between, blent with the pasture green, all beauteous growing. Now comes the driven hail, rattling and bounding, a shower doth next prevail, thunder astounding, until the glorious sun looks through the storm-cloud dun, and, as the light doth run, glad tones are sounding. The throstle tunes his throat on top bough sitting, the oozle's wizard note by dingle flitting. The loved one too is there, above his snow-plashed lair, he sings in some bright air, carol befitting. Come, every tone of joy, add to the pleasure. Sweet Robin's melody joins in the measure, and echoes wake and sing, and fairy bells do ring, where silver bubbles fling their sparkling treasure. The hazel bloom is hung where beams are shining, the honeybine hath clung, garlands entwining, for one who wanders lone unto that bower unknown, and finds a world his own, pure joys combining. Then, bringer of new life, welcome thou hither, and welcome too the strife of changeful weather. O, oh, ever young and fair, cast from thy storm-blown hair, bright drops and snow-pearls fair, for earth to gather. God help the poor. God help the poor, who on this wintry morn come forth of alleys dim and courts obscure. God help yon poor pale girl, who droops forlorn and meekly her affliction doth endure. God help the outcast lamb, she trembling stands, all wan her lips and frozen red her hands. Her sunken eyes are modestly downcast. Her night-black hair streams on the fitful blast. Her bosom, passing fair, is half-revealed. And, oh, so cold, the snow lies there congealed. Her feet benumbed, her shoes all rent and worn. God help thee, outcast lamb, who stands forlorn. God help the poor. God help the poor. An infant's feeble wail comes from yon narrow gateway. And behold, a female crouching there, so deathly pale, huddling her child to screen it from the cold, her vesture scant, her bonnet crushed and torn. A thin shawl doth her baby dear enfold, and there she bides the ruthless gale of morn, which almost to her heart hath sent its cold. And now, she sudden darts a ravening look, As one with new hot bread comes past the nook, And, as the tempting load is onward borne, she weeps. God help thee, hapless one forlorn, God help the poor. God help the poor. Behold yon famished lad, No shoes nor hose, his wounded feet protect. With limping gait, and looks so dreamy sad, he wanders onward, stopping to inspect each window stored with articles of food. He yearns but to enjoy one cheering meal. Oh, to his hungry palate, viands rude, would yield a zest the famished only feel. He now devours a crust of mouldy bread. With teeth and hands the precious boon is torn, 
unmindful of the storm which round his head impetuous sweeps. God help thee, child forlorn! God help the poor! God help the poor! Another have I found, a bowed and venerable man is he. His slouched hat with faded crepe is bound, his coat is grey and threadbare too. I see, the rude winds seem to mock his hoary hair, his shirtless bosom to the blast is bare, and on he turns and casts a wistful eye, and with scant napkin wipes the blinding spray, and looks again as if he fain would spy friends he hath feasted in his better day. Ah, some are dead, and some have long forborne to know the poor, and he is left forlorn. God help the poor. God help the poor who in lone valleys dwell, or by far hills where whin and heather grow. Theirs is a story sad indeed to tell, yet little cares the world, unless t'would know about the toil and want they undergo. The wearying loom must have them up at morn, they work till worn-out nature will have sleep, they taste but are not fed. The snow drifts deep around the fireless cot, and blocks the door. The night storm howls a dirge across the moor. And shall they perish thus, oppressed and lorn? Shall toil and famine hopeless still be born? No, God will yet arise and help the poor. The Pass of Death Written shortly after the decease of the Right Honourable George Canning. Another's gone, and who comes next? Of all the sons of pride, and is humanity perplexed because this man hath died? The sons of men did raise their voice and cried in despair, We will not come, we will not come, whilst death is waiting there. But time went forth and dragged them on, by one, by two, by three. Nay, sometimes thousands came as one, so merciless was he, as still they go and still they go, the slave, the lord, the king, and disappear like flakes of snow before the sun of spring. For death stood in the path of time, and slew them as they came, and not a soul escaped his hand, so certain was his aim. The beggar fell across his staff, the soldier on his sword, the king sunk down beneath his crown, the priest beside the word, and youth came in his blush of health, and in a moment fell, and avarice, grasping still at wealth, was rolled into hell, and age stood trembling at the pass, and would have turned again, but time said, No, tis never so, thou canst not here remain. The bride came in her wedding robe, but that did not avail, her ruby lips went cold and blue, her rosy cheek turned pale, and some were hurried from the ball, and some came from the play, and some were eating to the last, and some with wine were gay, and some were ravenous for food, and raised seditious cries, but, being a legitimate, death quickly stopped their noise. The father left his infant's brood amid the world to weep, 
and the mother died whilst her babe lay smiling in its sleep. And some did offer bribes of gold, if they might but survive, but he drew his arrow to the head, and none were left alive, and some were plighting vows of love, when their very hearts were torn, and eyes that shone so bright at eve were closed ere the morn. And one had just attained to power, and wist not he should die, till the arrow smote his stream of life, and left the cistern dry. And others gone, and who comes next, of all the sons of pride, and his humanity perplexed, because this man hath died. And still they come, and still they go, and still there is no end. The hungry grave is yawning yet, and who shall next descend? Oh, shall it be a crowned head, or one of noble line, or doth the slayer turn to smite a life so frail as mine? Ode to Death Come not to me on a bed of pale face sickness and of pining. Oh, clasp me close on the battlefield red, midst warriors' shouts and armour shining. Let me not have priest nor bell, sable pomp nor voice of wailing. The roar of the cannon shall be my knell, and tears with thee are unavailing. Then clasp me close in the hottest strife, where the cuts and the stab and the shot are rife. May I fall on some great day, with freedom's banner streaming o'er me, live but to shout for the victory, and see the rout roll on before me, and tyrants from their greatness torn beneath the scourge of justice smarting, and gaze on freedom's glorious morn, my soul to cheer before departing. Oh, then my life might melt away in visions bright of liberty. The Wind Unbound God doth unbind the enchained wind. He bids him go, and he straightway goeth. The Mighty One from the Lord is gone, o'er ocean wide, and o'er land he bloweth. From mountain peak doth he terror shake, mid caverned echoes he wildly crieth. His wings descend where the pine woods bend, o'er desert plain in thick cloud he flieth. On moonless night doth he take his flight, Star-spangled regions he then exploreth, Flings wide his pinions in heaven's dominions, And towards God's own palace gate he soareth. Then back he bends, and to earth descends, Cloud-rending stormer, the world he shaketh, Pale fear lies wailing, the brave are quailing, the proud he humbles, the strong he breaketh. On shoreless main, when his path is tame, Howling he calls on that whelming ocean, The deep sea cleaveth, the billow heaveth, And wind and flood meet in dire commotion. No ship may ride through that dreadful tide, Stark horror yells, every hope denying, the fierce wind breaketh, the wave down taketh. O God, have mercy upon the dying. End of part 10